Hi guys, hope you're all well, hope you're all having a good week. Welcome to Finding Yourself, the podcast series dedicated to movie, TV, sports and gaming. I'm your host Kyle Duffy and in today's episode I want to touch on a couple of things including Halloween movies, the sports from the weekend including the Man United and Liverpool game, as well as what games I've been playing lately. I've gone into a couple of new games over this past week so I want to talk about those as well. Again, I hope you're all having a good week, feeling happy, productive and healthy. This past week has been pretty great for me actually, I felt on track with everything, I had everything done that I wanted to get done, I had all my episodes up on time, I hit 30 episodes on my podcast which I'm very happy about, very proud of, I want to keep on going with my podcast and making sure that I feel happy doing it, you know, and feel that I'm contributing something to my own skills by keeping the podcast up. But other than that, CRC, I was in at CRC FM this past weekend. I was on my first sports show. I mentioned that I was going to be contributing to a sports show on CRC FM and it's going to be over the weekends and that was my first appearance there this past weekend and it was very good. I really enjoyed it. I was on with three different people including the host Aidan Crowley, two of the fellas. One is an ex-ref in our local football club and the other is a lad, he's a young lad and he's very passionate about football, he knows a lot. So there's a good quality of conversation on there and I was felt very lucky to be on with them and talking and having a good time and yeah, it was really good. I felt like it was a really good conversation, it was really good for a show for me as well. So only onwards and upwards now. But yeah, sports, like I said, is one of those areas that I want to edge out into and add to my work placement in CRC FM and I do want to be a presenter one day and that's my goal so the goal for me would be not just a contributor on that show but becoming a presenter on that show and that will come in time I have to learn the ropes and learn how to work the controls because I can't just be presenting and not learn how to use the controls in putting a show together so it'll be great to actually learn the controls of putting a show together and that'll be great for my cv as well especially when i aim to go up to higher heights in terms of getting a job in a bigger radio station someday but yeah overall it was great it was great to be in with other people talking sports i love talking sports i love talking premiership football mostly that's my sport i love to talk about as you know on this podcast that's the only kind of sport i talk about but Again, it's one of the more popular sports in the world and the premiership in terms of football is one of the more popular leagues in the world. So there's endless amounts of people who want to talk football and I'm just lucky that I'm and privileged that I'm on a show where I get to talk about that. So yeah, that's what I was at this weekend. This past week, obviously, I had my segments on CRC FM. I reviewed Venom 2 and um, another Marvel movie in Black Widow in my segments this past week. This week I plan to do Halloween themed episodes with Aidan Crowley and CRC FM for my segments. Obviously because Halloween is coming up so I've planned all those out. I'm going to go see the new Halloween movie um, in cinemas tonight actually with Leanne. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so one of my segments this week is going to be reviewing the original Halloween movie versus the newest Halloween movie and seeing how they stack up against each other. I want to talk about the football from this past weekend. Like I said, I was on CRC and we reviewed the Arsenal and Aston Villa game and the Chelsea and Norwich game. I honestly didn't know how the Aston Villa and Arsenal game would turn out. Obviously, Aston Villa over the past couple of years have proven themselves to be a team to take seriously in the Premiership. They've held their own very well and even after losing Grealish, 
They've invested their money wisely, bringing in good players like Leon Bailey, Danny Ings, and the likes of Emi Bundia as well, which is a great player from Norwich. But like I said, Grealish was a big part of that team, and they probably will have to invest more down the line to fully replace the contribution he made to Aston Villa. However, I thought it was going to be a tough match for both teams involved. Obviously, Arsenal are still trying to find their way back out of this big hole that they've dug for themselves under Arteta still trying to make it into the top 10 I think from their win against Aston Villa they're back in the top 10 now but again you wouldn't put it past them to go on a losing streak again because they've been so inconsistent overall I thought Aston Villa were outplayed by Arsenal in this game Arsenal had a game plan and they stuck to it they were defensively sound Aaron Ramsdale had a great game very little to do and the one goal that was conceded was a consolation goal at that stage because they were already 3-0 up. Emil Smith-Rowe was a player that was featured heavily in the lead-up to the game. A lot of eyes were on him, obviously a young prospect for Arsenal, and I think a lot of pundits were looking at him to make a difference in the game, which he did, scoring a goal, an excellent goal as well. Overall, I thought Arsenal deserved to win the game. There were a few, contra- not controversies, but a few areas of the game where I thought Aston Villa had a hard go of it, and it was a bit harsh. Obviously the penalty just on the edge of half time. I thought that was kind of like the nail in the coffin for them. To concede a penalty on the edge of half time like that. Such a harsh way to go. And it was called to VAR. And VAR made the decision that it was a penalty. And they went 2-0 up on the edge of half time. Uh, Aubameyang putting it away. But yeah, I thought Matt Target didn't intentionally go into harm. Lacazette, he went for the ball. Obviously, if you're tackled in the box like that, any player is going to make a meal of it and try and get a penalty for his team. And that's exactly what Lacazette did in that situation. I felt bad for Matt Target in that situation as well. And the referee was pretty liberal with the yellow cards this game. I think there was four yellow cards in total for Aston Villa during the game. But overall, like I said, Aston Villa just didn't show up enough to this game. And... Arsenal deserved to win and that was the end result anyway it was 3-1 again like I said a well-deserved win and well-fought victory for Arsenal in this game in the Saturday game we saw Chelsea kick off against Norwich and fuck me what a domination Chelsea obviously scoring seven goals in that game Tuchel really seems to have created a well-oiled machine in Chelsea this season they seem dominant they seem confident and look very at ease on the ball it looked like a training pitch kind of routine for them against Norwich. It looked like they were just in training and having the crack. And once they got that first goal, there was nothing stopping them. hudson Adoy, boss in the midfield along with Mason Mount. I don't know which one of them got man of the match, but I'm assuming one of them did because they had such an excellent game. Ben Chilwell getting on the score sheet along with Reese James. The two, the right back and the left back scoring goals. Great goals as well. Just shows how dominant they were in this game. Once that first goal went in, there was nothing stopping them and Norwich did not seem to have a game plan after that there was stages of the game where Norwich were trying to counter-attack do a counter-press once they got in possession but Chelsea were having none of it and at some stage during the game I think it was after half-time Norwich had such a hard time keeping possession for more than a couple of minutes Chelsea just wanted to get down to that second half and that and spend most of their time in Norwich half and they did they spend most of their time in possession in the other half of the pitch. Like I said, Mason Mount with a great goal to start off the game in the seventh minute. Hudson Adoy, boss in the midfield, had a great counter attack where he scored a goal. I think it was his second goal. 
and he had a great setup as well for I think it was Mason Mount's goal. I think it was Mason Mount's goal. He actually started that attack. Overall, Chelsea looked dangerous. They looked dangerous under Tuchel, and it's amazing what a change you see in them from the switch to managers. Because essentially, it's the same kind of play. It's the same players there. I'm pretty sure. I think it's just a change in tactic or a change in mentality or something. But whatever they've done with Tuchel and under Tuchel, it's working because they look dominant. And like I said, Norwich are a team to kind of they're a team that are down and out right now, and they know they're down and out, and they're an easy three points. Everyone knows it. They're definitely going to get relegated. I think. I don't know what's causing this bad run of form. I think the players aren't there. Obviously, they don't have the quality to compete properly in this league. And for a team that bossed the championship and won the championship easily last season, it's very odd to see them struggle this badly in the Premiership this time round. It's just a bad run of form. And Farkey, Daniel Farkey, is going to have his hands full in trying to keep Norwich up and in the safe zone. But relegation is looking like a more realistic possibility every single game they play because they just cannot seem to find that run of form. I don't think they've won a game so far in the Premiership, which is mad to think. I know we're not very far into the Premiership season so far, but to lose those opening games and to keep losing, it's just making such a mountain to climb for Norwich and to be honest I think they're going to be easily relegated the way they're going again like I said the players aren't there they haven't invested properly they haven't bolstered their defense and their team enough and the quality of their players enough to compete with the other teams in the premiership you see other newly promoted teams getting on so well in the likes of Brentford which are me Brentford are the shock story of this premiership for all the right reasons and such a great overperformance from Brentford it's great to see but then you have Norwich on the opposite end of the spectrum underperforming like crazy and it is their own fault they haven't fully invested the money into the play- bringing in players that will help them survive this premiership season let alone challenge for anything even for European football. Again, it's going to be such a mountain to climb for Daniel Farkey and Norwich. I think the cut-off point and the safety zone in terms of points teams need to survive the Premiership, it's like 40 points. So if you get to 40 points at some stage, you're looking likely to survive. They might end up with the way they're going under 40 points. I know that's mad to think, but just to run a form, it's so horrible. I really can't see them coming back from this at all. Who knows now? Maybe they'll just edge it out and survive with the skin of their teeth. But I see no other team besides Newcastle and who's your team at down at the bottom? Is it Burnley? I, I really don't see Norwich pulling themselves up at all. Okay, the last game I want to talk about is Man United versus Liverpool. And it's going to be a rant because I am just sick of my team right now jesus christ 5-0 at home to liverpool first off liverpool fair play i wouldn't expect anything less from you on the form you're on you played mighty mo salah bossed us and he looked unbelievable jota starting the game instead of Mane, he got a goal and salah actually just ran that game like he owned it really showed up ronaldo 
and proven that when he's on form he can be one of the best in the world at the moment as a Man United fan I'm sick to death of seeing my team underperform like crazy why do we have such high pedigree players playing like Sunday league players our defending was shocking we have an 80 million pound man our captain at the backs just down in tools not knowing where the fuck he is he was the problem in the Leicester game too he let that last goal in he made the mistake that led to the last the fourth goal in the Leicester game now yesterday he was absolutely fucking shocking you're the fucking captain cop the fuck on and have a bit of responsibility for the fuck-ups you've done and the fuck-ups you've made in the game we are just up shit's creek without a fucking paddle and i have no idea why we haven't sacked sculpture yet just put in the context how did he get this job and that's a serious question how did he get this job because it's not from his pedigree as a manager it's not from his illustrious career as a manager and it's not from his ability to get results and the fact that he's respected by players one i don't think he's respected by the players at all i think he looks lost on the sidelines at times he doesn't look like our manager he doesn't look like a manager at all he looks like someone who's out of their depth constantly and the only reason i think he's in that job still is because he did a mighty job for us in the final of the champions league 21 years ago he's a club legend that's why he's in the job but we've seen club legends transition into football as managers and they haven't been good Roy Keane, he tried his hand at managing, he wasn't good at it. He's a great pundit, sound pundit. Gary Neville, same thing, tried his hand at managing in Spain. Didn't go to plan, he came back to punditry. He made it like, oh yeah, that wasn't for me, I wanted to give it a go. Skullshire, just I'm sorry now, just get out of the club and have a bit of self-respect and maybe leave yourself because you will not be sacked by the board. They do not give a fuck about us losing 5 nil, they care about shirt sales and how Man United as a brand is performing across the sea and over overseas and like in foreign countries. Are we selling shirts? Yes, grand, perfect. Who cares about anything else? We'll always sell shirts because Man United are one of the biggest names in football. On paper, we look great as a team. On the pitch, we're dog shit. Absolute dog shit. I was, the bad thing is, I wasn't surprised. I watched a game with a Liverpool supporter yesterday and she was yelling her head off and she had every right to be i watched with my mom she is a hardcore liberal supporter and she is football mad and she had a great time watching the game yesterday i wasn't even surprised that we were losing that badly and when we went two nil down that early i said out loud well you're gonna get three or four that's the bottom line because i saw how dejected we were we this has been coming for ages paul Scholes called it last night against atlanta we came back on one three two against atlanta and he called it why he was being kind of blamed not blamed he was being bullied on the panel almost being like oh why aren't you celebrating that's a great win and he said great win yeah but it was the last minute win and if we go in like that against liverpool or man city we'll get absolutely kicked the shit out of and that happened salah made ronaldo look average and the fact that Ronaldo was losing his head so much, that's how you know he's fucking like, he, he, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be at a team that's fucking losing 5-0 in the big games and like barely scraping wins against the likes of Atalanta and Valencia and Villarreal. He's one of the best in the world. He's finishing his career off at a club that he loves. 
but the club that he loves is going down a rabbit hole of a revolving door of like letting these managers letting these managers in who do nothing with the club and not changing anything about anything at the club sorry now i'm starting to get into ramble mode here but fuck me what do we change to get out of this hole we definitely need to get rid of skullshar i know some people say man united fans are reactionary but any other team would have sacked skullshar by now just on results alone and i know like i said people say man united fans are too reactionary we need to give him time he's had time lampard is a club legend at chelsea he got 18 months why should we keep skullshar why why does he deserve more time he hasn't won us anything he's done just as good if not a tiny bit less better than Mourinho did fair enough but we need to remember that we are a top four team we deserve to be winning trophies and if we don't have someone in who's able to do that because we have the team a proper manager would be able to lead that team to victory would be able to match players up the right way and run the club a bit fucking better I don't I just feel like I know it's seems like a simple solution get Ollie out but it is that is a fucking solution we have a manager in who got Cardiff relegated and had a two stints of managing in Norway is a club legend sure great player not a great manager why the fuck is he still at a top team like Man United let him go away manage in the championship for a while down the line and then come back and try it again with us but for now get the fuck out because you're doing nothing but sink in this ship and like I said he's not going to be sacked he's not going to be sacked because Man United the past while have shown that they don't care about the performance of the club they care about the performance of shirt sales and merchandise sa- merchandise sales I just just, yeah, just get out Ollie out of the club because things are really going sideways and for anyone saying oh I'm being reactionary as a Man United fan or Man United, Man United fans is calm down you know it's about getting consistency in the team. Yeah, it's about getting consistency in the team and the players, but the players need to be motivated by a manager. And if the players aren't playing for a manager, then look at the fucking manager. Oli, as a manager, needs to be analysed properly. Now, if Klopp had this run, people would be asking serious problems of Klopp and be asking serious questions. Why is Klopp on his bad run form? He would be criticised left and right by his own fans and the fans need to do the same thing now with Ollie. the time for like blind admiration is over we appreciate what you did with us 21 years ago as a player but as a manager you're doing fuck all for us so either pull up or shut up and if you can't get us some good results just leave graciously because now it's getting past the point of being something that people can ignore again any other manager any other team would sack a manager playing this bad for us and doing this badly for us why should we as my United fans have to put up with it and be like, oh, except the fact that, oh, we're reactionary. No. Any any fan of any team who saw their play, so, so see their team down tools like that and play this badly when they know they can play much better, 10 times better, should be reactionary and should ask for things to be done. Because I truly see my club dying and Ferguson up in the stands compared to Denny, Kenny Daglish there the last day. Ferguson looked like he wanted to go home at that stage. He looked absolutely gobsmacked. So seriously, do something to Man United because, Ollie, just get out. Please just like leave graciously because every minute of every match, it's getting worse and worse. And I have no faith in that team at all anymore. I should because we have the best players 
in the world on the pitch. We have Pogba, we have Ronaldo, you know, Greenwood, we have Rashford, all these players, Bruno Fernandes, players that were proven pre- pedigree to be great goal scorers, great players overall. And I have no confidence in us winning any games. None whatsoever. And I was not surprised by that performance yesterday. It was par for the course for me. I wasn't even like cursing at the TV. I think I cursed at the TV when the fifth goal went in. I cursed at the, fi- the fourth and fifth goal went in. When I, I cursed the TV at that stage. Because the fourth goal was Sa- Salah didn't even have to run for it. He was in open space. He literally had to walk up to the ball and shoot. It's bad when I, as a Man United fan... I don't even have a reaction to it. It's just, yeah, that seems about right. That's how low my expectations are for Man United right now. And I think that's why, as well, that he mightn't be sacked. Because the expectations are really low. And because all the fans' expectations are really low, no one's asking the big questions. And asking the players and the manager to low, to hire things up. And to get back on top. It's going to be years before Man United are taken seriously again, I think, uh, as a big team. Because I think a lot of bigger teams, like Chelsea and Man City, they're not afraid of us anymore. Maybe they're afraid of Old Trafford as a facility and going there and playing there because it's intimidating. But nothing about the Man United team on the pitch is intimidating. And it is just sickener to see as a fan. Seriously, I don't know what to do. Like Obviously, I'm going to root for them because they're my team. But Jesus Christ, it's so hard at the moment. It's so hard something needs to be done let me know your opinions in the episode you can always leave me a message on my anchor fm let me know what you thought of the games this week if you're a liverpool fan you can uh, leave me a message or my uh, no i don't want to hear from liverpool fans actually i heard enough from liverpool fans over the weekend my whole family are liverpool and i heard enough of them if you're not my united fan leave me a message up on anchor fm let me know your opinion are you all out what do you think of the game what do you think should be done I'd love to know your opinion. As for gaming this week, I mentioned that I bought a few new games in GameStop the past week and a half. I bought Far Cry 6, Inquisition, I think it's called, Detroit Becoming Human, and what was the other one? I bought another one as well. Oh yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. And I started playing Far Cry 6 last night. I'm not gone on the graphics so far. It's been a while since I played the other Far Cry games, Far Cry 4. Like I mentioned, I've been replaying Far Cry Primal and I'm enjoying that. But the graphics so far in Far Cry 6, I'm not gone on. And and I think the graphics could be a tiny bit better, but I'm going to give the game a full chance. I haven't even played halfway through yet. Obviously, I've only been playing it for one day. So I'll come back to you with a kind of full and more comprehensive review on that once i finish the game i am enjoying playing it at the moment the game in terms of missions and the story the story seems pretty cool pretty in-depth it's kind of like you're a i don't know yeah it's your guerrilla warfare rebellionist and you're rebelling against a dictator in cuba i think it is i know it's yarma yara it's yara yeah you're trying to escape and then you get washed up on an island and you join up a guerrilla warfare unit who are trying to overthrow the dictator and that angle is pretty cool to deal with the gameplay in terms of combat is easy to remember and even if you haven't played far cry in ages you kind of can slip back into it it's pretty natural to get the feel for the controller back and the controls so overall i'm still in the early phases of the game and trying to get fully into it so like I said, I'll do a more comprehensive review on it 
once I finish it and I can let you know how it turned out. Other than that, the other games I'm playing are Far Cry Primal, obviously, a bit of Red Dead 2 and FIFA. So glad I didn't buy FIFA 22, like I said. I have heard no good things about that game and it just frust frustrates me so much that they do not improve that game enough for their fans because if you're going to make a game every year, like, and they do, FIFA has been coming out since the 90s, make it a good game. Add to it. Don't subtract. So frustrating. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to looking, not looking, I'm also looking forward to playing Ghost of Tsushima and Detroit Becoming Human. I want to play that with Leanne when she feels a bit better. She's been kind of feeling under the weather lately. She's trying to get over that and I can't wait to play that game. But like I said, I want to play it when she feels a bit better. Other games I want to buy and try out. I mentioned the PS5 game Sifu. It's a interesting looking game. You play a Korean samurai warrior and every time you die your character ages and you have to finish the game before your character dies of old age which is a really cool concept that's not coming out yet it's released going to be released in 2022 so i might pre-order that online and then just buy it in store i also want to pre-order the not fire cry what's it called saints row 5 I want to give that a go. I really didn't give that game franchise a chance growing up. I was more of a GTA kind of player and never really got into Saints Row. But it looks interesting enough. And, you know, I'm always looking for new games to play. And that might be worth my time. Let me know if you play Saints Row and if it's where to go. Also, I want to buy Football Manager 21. I always love playing those Football Manager games. I can spend hours on the laptop playing them. Leanne obviously doesn't understand it because it looks like I'm just answering emails. But anyone who plays Football Manager knows it can take up so much of your time. Let me know if you play Football Manager and if you do, how addicted are you? What team do you go for? Do you go for lower league divisions and work your way up? Or do you start off with a strong team straight away? Like always, I'd love to know your opinion on these games, especially Football Manager. You can always leave me a message up on Anchor FM on my episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm actually thinking of booking my tattoo with Victor's up in Galway this week. I want to at least book it in and try and get a date to get it done. I don't want to leave it too late because sometimes I make plans going in tattoo and the thought of going up and sitting is actually worse than sitting it. And planning out a date to go up and get it done is the hardest thing to do. So if I just maybe sit down this week and call them up and try and organize a date to go in and get it done because the tattoo is pretty small. Like I said, I want to get a podcast mic on my forearm just before my wrist. I have a little space there. So I'm thinking of getting that organized this week, maybe for the next few weeks to get it done. I'm looking forward to that. I keep you updated on that as well. The last thing I want to get into are moving TV this week. I mentioned I was going to go see the Halloween movie tonight at 9 o'clock. I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, I'm doing Halloween-themed reviews on CRC this week. I'm going to be reviewing a TV show in... I think I reviewed it on here already um, in Haunting of Hill House. I'm also going to be reviewing the new Halloween movie versus the original. As well as that, I'm going to be looking at It, which was the remake in 2017. By the way, if anyone's seen It Chapter 2, let me know what you think of that. I thought it was absolute dog shit. I remember going and seeing it with Leanne and we went to a late showing 
and I think I had worked the next day or something and it was 12 o'clock at night and we were still in the cinema and I was looking at my watch like the last quarter of the movie I kept on looking at my watch being like Jesus Christ hurry the fuck up and I just think that movie was so badly edited and they left so much of it in and I just thought this is so unnecessary it's such a long movie and for a long movie there wasn't much in it like everything that was in it you could cut it you didn't need it you could cut half of that shit out and it would still have made a great movie let me know what you think of it chapter two because i thought that was such a big letdown especially because the first movie was so good and in the second movie they throw back to them when they were younger and obviously finn wolfhart was in the first movie and he was fairly young in that but he had like such a big growth spurt after that and they had to like digitally enhance his face i think because he'd grown up a good bit since that first movie and they had to throw it back and he had to look exactly like he did in the first movie and it was so obvious that like his face was had cgi on it or was digitally enhanced to make him look younger it was so weird and so unnecessary for that movie to be that long but again i'd love to know your opinion let me know what you thought of that movie and the first movie as well on anchor fm you can always send me a message up there one movie i really liked last halloween I think there is a sequel to it as well. It's called Creep and it's a found footage movie. The first movie is basically this guy hires a documentarian to come and document his life. And in the ad he says, I'm dying of cancer. My son is going to be born soon and I want to leave a document uh, to let him know who I was and how I lived my life so I can teach him some life lessons on this video because I won't be around. And that's fairly nice. I think, oh, this guy must be... A very sweet guy and it's a craigslist ad so that's how you know it's going to go downhill really fast and the guy who's documenting it out like i said he's a documentarian in the movie and he gets there and the guy is totally sketchy totally weird and things is it's almost like a cat and mouse game at some stage and it's one of those movies that you have to keep on watching because it feels like you're in the room with them because it's found footage and you feel like you're trapped in there with in the house with this creep as well. But there's two movies of that as well. And I definitely recommend that they're up on Netflix to watch. If you're looking for something to watch, something different this Halloween, give it a go. If you normally watch the more traditional movies like Halloween or the slash movies like Jason or Freddy Krueger and all that kind of stuff, watch Creep this time around and see what you, th- see what you think. I definitely recommend it. I'm actually going to have a, for Halloween, I'm thinking of having like a movie night with my family. Like me and my siblings always get together for movies and movie nights on these occasions and all the significant others as well. So me and Leanne might join my siblings for a movie night with their significant others as well. And like I said, I'm a pussy when it comes to these kind of movies. I am getting better. I'm trying to be a big boy, put my big boy pants on for them. But some of the movies, the jump scares are every two minutes and i can't handle that like i fucking jump when someone sneezes <laughs> so i don't know how i'm gonna get on this halloween especially if they pick a really scary movie to watch i might be shitting my cacks over it but yeah another word in other in other words in other movies i'm watching i'm not really watching that much now i'm watching a lot of chicago med i'm trying to find new shows to watch on netflix so anyone who has any recommendations for shows please let me know leave it uh, a message up on anchor fm because I'm constantly looking for new shows to watch and at the moment I'm in a bit of a drought of good shows to watch I'm keeping my eye on Netflix you know the new and popular shows but I'm I'm looking forward to some shows that are coming out like The Witcher 
and season three of Umbrella Academy, but I'm going to be waiting a while for them. So in the meantime, if anyone has any recommendations, please let me know. I've been loving being back in the cinema and watching movies in the cinema since lockdown has eased and the restrictions have eased up in Ireland. It's really just a different experience seeing movies in cinema. And I used to be one of those people who thought, you know, fuck on cinema. You know, there's other people around. You can't control what they're going to be like. And I'd rather just watch it at home because I can control the volume. I can pause it if I need to go take a piss or, you know, go get a snack or something. But I forgot the ambiance and the atmosphere that comes with watching a movie in the cinema. It just, it's a different level of experience, you know. So I'm loving being back in the cinema, especially doing reviews now. I feel like a proper critic going in taking notes during the movie. <laughs> but yeah, I'm loving being back in the cinema. Let me know if you're a cinema goer and if you're glad that the movies are back. Let me know if you've gone to see any great movies lately. Like always, you can leave me a message up on Anchor FM. Let me know what movies you've seen and if you recommend any. I'd love to know. In my Friday episode this week, I want to dedicate a segment on the episode to doing a contrast and compare with Halloween movies, old and new. I feel like we're missing a certain quality in new Halloween movies. Obviously, some new Halloween and horror movies are spectacular. A-list celebrities and A-list actors in them, and the story is excellent in some of them. But I feel like there's a certain element of suspense missing from generic horror movies that you got in original horror movies like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's what I'll be focusing in on Friday. I'm looking forward to that. Let me know if you're looking forward to Halloween. I am really looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to trick-or-treaters because I live in an estate and to be honest, at some stage during the night, the trick-or-treaters, you don't recognize them because kids do the rounds of the estates because they love getting the candy and I think maybe an hour into the trick-or-treating, you don't know anyone at your front door. And the kids get older and older, and some of them are taking the piss. Like, they'd be like 17, 16, and they're coming doing trick-or-treating. Other than that, I'm looking forward to watching scary movies, hanging out with my family and friends. Uh, it's great that lockdown is kind of eased, and we're able to enjoy these occasions again with people we love. This is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, you can always find my podcast, Finding Yourself, up on Anchor FM and Spotify. I also have a YouTube channel where I post up highlights of each episode and promos and promotional videos around the podcast so you can keep updated there. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.